We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hello, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. First up, hope everyone is doing okay. Our guest today is Christian Colas, Spanish coach, UEFA pro license holder, has worked in England, has worked in Finland, has worked in Spain, has a view outside of football, a lot of advice here to youth coaches on their journey and building their game models. Really enjoyed this chat. Look forward to hearing what you think about it. Please let me know at Gary Kernin on Instagram, at Gary Kernin on Twitter. This podcast is brought to you by Bounce Athletics. Stay tuned for a special offer on custom training balls and dynamo goals for podcast listeners. If you're looking for some content as well during this time, we've got a lot of live interviews almost every day of the week. And we also have some workshops as well that we're doing with coaches. So please take yourself over to modernsoccercoach.com and check it out. Again, stay safe. And here's Christian. Enjoy. Christian, thanks so much for joining me on the Modern Soccer Coach podcast. Really excited to have you on. Thank you. And it's a pleasure just to, to share this space and this time with you, of course. Okay, first up, your coaching journey, you've got your licenses very, very early. but you didn't progress immediately into full-time roles. A lot of coaches get frustrated with that when they come out as a young coach, come out with their license or their degrees even and expect to have a full-time job. And you went into a different area. You went into to work in a bank. I was curious to know how that helped you become a more rounded coach or did it? Yeah, I think that um, uh, when we finished the, the pro license, it was 2007, if I'm not wrong at all. And um, and then a lot of colleagues, they were like, well, we've got the pro license, then let's just sat on the, let's be uh, sitting in the sofa and waiting for the calls from Chelsea, Milan or, or Bayern Munich, no? And uh, and then I was thinking like, look, that's not my point. I cannot be stopped. I want, I need money also just to travel more, to know more, to exchange more. Um, then, uh, well, I started, uh, I had a financial background because the college and then I started to work in a bank in Spain. If you're not also in a big top club, it's really difficult to, to be on a full-time basis. It's not probably like England, uh, just only the big academies can afford, uh, full-time, uh, coaches. Then at the end, um, yeah, mainly it gives you, uh, I think another way of perspective. It gives you a lot of tools just to manage people in an office. You're selling services uh, in a in a, in football man- management. You need to sell ideas as a coach also. Then uh, it's essential if you are a bad seller. Probably you're not going to have a, a long life as a as a coach. Um, you need to convince the customer. You need to convince your players. I mean that is probably more it it affected positively in in the in more in the team management side. Um, to make you to control, of course, budget wise, budget ways. No, then it's like it's it makes you if you work in a bank and you don't control the budget, you can you can have a few issues. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, 
it's more about organization, uh, planning everything and reviewing. No, we're always just saying this about our training sessions, about our game model. Then do it it on a daily basis on the bank scheme. Then uh, it was like getting a routine, uh, being organized and everything. It really helped me, um, but I was not conscious of it uh, till late. You know, I was not uh, probably appreciating that uh, the bank helped me a lot to to become probably to you know to work out this um, invisible side that coaches uh, have. We just talked before we started recording there about the landscape potentially of what it's going to look like. And it, and it is something that I'm sure there's going to be uh, an awful lot of qualified coaches come the end of this thing that are sitting frustrated and, and chomping at the bit to get involved in the game with limited opportunities. I mean, something that I haven't thought of before is in going into the bank or going into an area that you have a qualification in or that, that, you're, that you're successful in. It does keep the brain ticking. You are solving problems. You are dealing with people. Surely that's better than sitting at home getting annoyed on social media about the lack of opportunities. Yeah, I think you you need to feel active. And then uh, at that time also, remember that I was not on social media at all. Uh, it was when we finished uh, our pro license that uh, social media started and everything. Then we were like completely isolated. Uh, <laughs> never said better. And... Um, and yeah, then it's like, I think it's about skills. And also when you become, then it's like when you have got any badge, when you become a doctor, when you become, uh, I don't know, uh, a manager, uh, when you become something, uh, you've got the right to act as a, but you you have a lack of, uh, I, I used to call it flight hours, like flight experience as a pilot, no? Then I'm a pilot, but then I'm not the same pilot than someone that has been flying for 20 years in commercial flights or in whatever, then you need this. And then if you cannot access to this, you need to look for how to access and in which way. Then we were part-time and, uh, well, I, I can explain to you that my my journey was like, for example, uh, having the pro license, I was working in a bank from 8 till 3 p.m., and then I had lunch in the bank and then we started at four, the pro license, and we were doing from uh, four till seven on a weekday. And at half eight, I had training in third division in Spain with uh, CD Masno, um amateur side. Then I was just going from, and uh, also driving from one side to another one. Then I left home every day, like a quarter to seven, and I used to arrive like 11 o'clock PM. Then... And I didn't realize that was a sacrifice because at the end I was coaching. That is what I wanted. I knew it that to pay my license and to afford absolutely everything, my car, uh, petrol, insurance, I needed to work because I hadn't got a full time. Then it's like, I think that young coaches need to have really clear which is the target. And the target is to coach. If your target is to coach only on a Premier League uh, first team or on a top team, uh, European top team level, uh, American top team level, MLS, you know, it's like, if this is your target, you need to realize that it's going to be much more difficult. Luckily for me, I'm really passionate about coaching. I don't really care to coach a first team in England in step five in the ninth division or in a third division in Spain or uh, an under 19 in Finland, as I did, you know, is about to coach. Now I'm being stopped for a year and a half. And what I miss is to coach. It's not where. Then it's like I'm not just uh, 
refusing offers because no no just my target is to keep growing and it's like no one you cannot control your growth and luckily uh, i mean it's good to see coaches that they are really young and then they are on top that that doesn't mean that you're um less worth than them and that doesn't mean probably that you have less uh knowledge than them it's like sometimes used to be on the right position in the right moment and then it's like know someone and also that that things work well then at the end the target should be you want to become a football coach yes then it's like that's fine go for it and then you need to feel passion to coach whatever uh, the level could uh, you could reach and everything if you are not really motivated to coach at any level is probably because or your target are like i said a little bit unrealistic or because you don't like to coach, probably you like other things Then you need to think about. Uh, I spoke to a coach last week and we were talking about along similar lines, this great coaching phrase that we say, we're sitting at home waiting for the phone to ring. And this was a, a guy that has managed in professional leagues and you're sitting here saying the same thing. You're, you're coming out of your pro license. There, there are coaches that are coming out of B licenses and then A licenses that are waiting for their phone to ring. But, we can be sure to tell them that that actually doesn't happen, right? Yeah, I mean, what what can you control? Then you can control your applications. You can control your your um, uh, your batches journey. Uh, you can control um, you can control your interviews. No, the site that you're offering to your interviews, the presentations that you're doing. You can control a lot from yourself. Things that you cannot control, mainly the decision of the people. I've been refused from a, a lot of interviews in the last year uh, from different levels and hey-ho, I mean, it's, it's a way to learn and then it's like uh, I could invest more time and more um, energy in things that I cannot control. Of course not. It's a waste of time and it's a waste of energy. I prefer to invest all this time and energy in myself and in the things that I think I can control. How? Improving myself, um, improving my my connections, uh, having more knowledge, traveling a little bit more, expanding um, my my um, um, my uh, comfort zone. Then probably uh, we need just to sometimes we need just to uh, rewrite our script, and then it's like you need to be realistic. Then it's like I'm 36. Um, I, I, I've been now. I was thinking. Uh, then it's like 20 years coaching, and sometimes for a lot of people is not enough because my cv sometimes is really impressive impressive sometimes not that doesn't mean you know it's like you cannot be um affected for the decision then it's like i respect everything and everyone I, I, then it's like that's fine then it's like but i want to keep working with myself then um yeah i, I don't know um honestly i never had the target to become full time or my target was to invest in football. I mean, coaching football is my passion. Then when you realize what is your passion, what you want is to invest as much time as possible. Then I wanted to invest, uh, let's say, from 24 hours a day, then sleeping, let's say, seven or eight. Then I wanted just to invest 16 hours uh, or uh, 17 hours per day to football, uh, to coaching football, because this is what I really love. Then because of this, I left the bank and I moved to Finland first. Then at the end, it's like you need to, until I had this chance, I was working in a bank thinking 
how to provoke all this, but in things that I control. I make a lot of mistakes investing time and energy in things that I cannot control. And that's when probably the failure comes to you and it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's when you realize made a bad decision or uh, the timing was wrong. And it's about, it, it, it is about me real. And it's like, no, probably no. Then it's like, you, you cannot control this. That, that become one of my, of my mottos, then control what you can control. Sir Alex Ferguson tells his former players when they go into coaching not to choose the club, to choose the owner, one that shows stability, forward thinking, progressive. Um, but in reality, for the vast majority of us, we will have to take jobs that the situation is not perfect and we'll have to go into jobs in, in tough, tough conditions. How do we manage or how can a young coach manage taking an opportunity with like, oh, this is just a disastrous situation, stay away from it? Well, uh, that's a different answer from today's Christian than probably 20 years ago Christian. No, Then it's like 20 years ago or let's say 15, 10 years ago also, I was thinking like, uh, look, you need to be much more selective. And then it's like, you need to No, I'm this kind of coach. Then I want, you know, it's like having uh, probably high standards. And again, you're wrong because you're trying to control something that it's completely out of, uh, of your uh, sight. Then now answering this question that I think is really interesting, I would say it's your chance. Then whatever it comes, it's your chance. If you want to coach football, you need to deal with a lot of things. Um, if you have just the luck to be only a football coach and thinking in football, that's fine. But football-wise, how everything is built, you need to manage footballers. And behind every footballer, you need to manage people. You need to manage a staff. And behind each member of the staff, you need to manage people. Then at the end, uh, it's a human resources department where also you've got a weekly, monthly, yearly targets that you need to uh, fill. And don't forget that sometimes different in, than in, in, in a company, also you've got people outside paying to see how you're doing and, and, and how the team could, pe could perform. Then take the chance always. I mean, you have to be brave and then it's like, honestly, how many, you, you know probably better than me, but how many forward-thinking and long-term projects, well-established, um, are today in the world? You know, in F in federations or in clubs. One thing, one thing is what they can sell to you. I've listened long-term projects a lot. You know, it's like I've listened. The songs are really nice. The music is really nice. But when it becomes to play, no one knows how to play any instrument. Then. Uh, that changed a little bit the panorama, then it's the scenario. Then it's like, that's nice, but then it's like, get the chance. Then it's like, you need to evaluate. You, you cannot think like it will be wrong for my profile or it will be like, uh, it will not be, you know, it's like, no, no. Then it's like, okay, what's the, what's the scenario? What they're asking me uh, for? Uh, why my profile, it, it, they think that they fit here. Why, what they are trying to sell, what they are trying to, how they are trying to convince me and then it's like that's fine and then it's like okay and the reality no but if you want to if you want to coach you will go you will get the chance and you will just adapt accept 
and then start to work as soon as possible. I think that because like you said, not being um, a lot of opportunities, we are a lot of coaches and not being a lot of opportunities at any level, not only pro level, of course, then it's like at any level, you want your spot. I've been one year and a half fighting for my spot and still I haven't. Then what do you think that if someone offers me the chance at any level to, again, to uh, be back on the grass, I'm going to say, but I need this budget or I need these players or I need, no, it's like, no, then it's like, I just want to be uh, back there and then, and I want to start to work and I want to start probably to realize myself that I need it and I think I miss it and, and I and I really need it. Then it's like, you know, it's like at the end, it's like, take the chance. Then it's like, um, I don't know. It's like, it's something that you don't know if a chance will come if a better chance will come after the one that you could refuse, no? Luckily, there are not so many people. There are only a group of really top, top coaches that they can just decide where to go. It's not our case. Then, again, why we're trying to think in something that we cannot control and probably it will go against us because as more time as you are out of the pitch, I think that less you will improve as a football coach also because at the end is what I said before, uh, Gary, to you, then it is about flight hours. Then as less as you're flying, let's say you get rusty or you get not out of date, but uh, you know what I mean? Then it's like sometimes it's like you need to be the, the football and, and our methodology and our way of training, it's changing, it's changing constantly. If you're not on the grass, it's going to be really difficult that when you uh, go in again, just try to implement something that it was done five years ago and then performance will change because the game is always evolving and always changing. Then um, I would recommend always then it's like if you've got a chance, uh, go for it. Don't be scared. I think that everyone you know, at one point we've been wrong and we learn also from this from this. Uh, bad experience don't trust anyway anyone with uh with uh long-term projects in football or in sport mainly but in football mainly i would say we'll just take a quick break here coaches if you're looking to raise your club's profile in the local community and give them a professional look this season please check out nfhs and fifa approved custom textured training balls and vests from bounce athletics Fully customized with your logo and color scheme and produced in the same factories as the global brand balls that you're already using. Bounce Athletics training balls feature a textured PU outer with hybrid seamless construction so they look, feel and play like match balls. With only 25 ball minimums, a quick four week turnaround and a two year warranty, Modern Soccer Coach podcast listeners can get a $50 discount on their first order of custom balls or training vests by mentioning the podcast when they email info at bounceathletics.com to begin the order process. Just on that then, this, uh, this comfort zone is something that I really want to ask you about. It's something that we always preach to our players about getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. It's the biggest jargon phrase. You know, you've you've gone, you've you've left your comfort zone and going to Finland, going to England for coaches that are, you know, not able to maybe leave the country, that not able to maybe take the next chance opportunity. What are some ways that coaches can, in their own environment, be uncomfortable? 
I think that you need to provoke sometimes yourself uh, this uh, uncomfortability. But um, let me say first that we are really the worst example about comfort zones. Then we are, I think, telling everyone, and like you said, players and any, and absolutely everyone, like, hey, get out, get out, get out. But it's like, yeah, and what about f- first? We need to recognize is he or she in the comfort zone. It's like, what, what is a comfort zone first? And second is like, uh, did you get out before to, to check also how it works outside this? Because it's sometimes could, could be uh, could get really scary. Then it's like, first this. And then it's like, second is, we're always like with a mirror, no? Like showing everyone like this. This is like how many times as a coaches we put, we put the mirror to ourselves and we look uh, uh, to ourselves in the mirror. Um, not often. Why? Because it's really scary again, because it's like it's easy to point the mistakes or the possible improvements of, or of uh, absolutely everyone. But then it's like I can control about myself. Then it's like I don't want anyone just uh, doing this. Um, how to do it? It's not only to travel like you really well pointed before. It's not only to travel. I was I was really lucky uh, because uh, when I had the chance just to become full time, it was in Finland. And then I arrived to a country that I, I, I didn't know nothing about the country. I didn't know nothing about the language. My level of English was... Uh, well, today is not excellent, but I mean, it was not. Uh, it was not this level. Then imagine. Then it's like it was like whoa. Where, and I didn't. I didn't had the good point is that I didn't had any expectations. I just landed, and then it's like let's go for it, like uh, we were uh, talking before about comfort zone. You need to try. You need to be brave as a coach. In a in younger in in a young stage in an in early stages, then it's like we are trying. There's few lines that you know that you cannot just cross with uh, young players as a respect, as a you know. But in terms of methodology and game, you're able to try everything if you believe in, and you're able just to develop and to explain about. Then it's like why? Um, then it's like if one day you wake up and then it's like I want to try this activity, and then it's like could be wrong. But then don't don't try to be in panic. Don't don't get panic. Then it's like. Keep working and at the end, check why it's not working. Then it's like I always, usually when someone is calling me just to get an advice about uh, what about this, what about, I'm, I'm the worst because I will say always, yes, do it. Because if you're thinking in this, it's because you're some, it's, it, it is something that you want to do it, then go for it. If something is wrong, then it's like, that's fine. It will be at, in, in, a, in a, let's say in a short, mid long term it will be beneficial for you because you will learn from it and it's like you will learn probably how to improve it or how to don't do it again everyone is um one thing that they used to say gary to the players is like um i'm really obsessed now about the game because i'm having a lot of time about it and i'm checking a lot of stuff and reading um and interacting with a lot of people this game is a mistakes game one thing that we need to be clear i used to say to the players all we are going to fail in our trainings and in our games. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. You need to accept this from the beginning. My idea is to reduce this number of mistakes as more as possible and during the competition, do it as uh, far as possible from our goal. The same as the coaches. We're not perfect machines. We're not going to be never perfect coaches. We're going to make mistakes always. Then it's like I make mistakes every day uh, from Monday to Sunday since I woke, wake up till I will go to bed. Then it's like if we're going to make mistakes, if we accept this, I think that you lose a little bit this, um, 
this profile of not to, of insecurity or you know it's like at the end it's like hey jump and go jump and do it um face uh sometimes stuff i did i remember that i did some um i like a lot to read about psychology and i think that i was wrong taking my career in in terms of uh financial but um i read a lot and uh, i really like i remember that i was working also uh, i had the the chance to work with a uh, sports psychology and then um and then i remember that she just encouraged me it's like this uh, change room uh had any issue before and it's like not really then it's like it's a flat uh changing room flat team uh nice people it's like you need to provoke uh, a conflict inside you need to provoke an earthquake and i said why and she said for two uh things first because you will see the jump that this uh squad will do then in terms of cohesion in terms of uh then it's like in terms of team then it's like that will become a team. And second, because you will learn how to do it and how to deal with something because you have not learned uh, before. And that was true. Then I just provoked some stuff with the key players and everything. And then it's like, you need to prove yourself constantly. You cannot be scared of nothing. I would always say like, uh, I'm a, a risk uh, culture addict. And then you need just to be, um, it, that's to risk and then to fail and to stand up again to be ready for the next chapter then i would advise absolutely everything like i said if you don't cross never the respect line no with absolutely uh, whoever staff or or players but be brave not only with methodology try things that it's like oh i just think that this could works do it and you will see you will realize that okay it's working no why can it works in another way? Not. Then it's like that was not the best idea. That's a, that's the the best learning also because you touch it, you did it. No. Um, is be brave, be brave. We don't need to. Sometimes it's less in research and probably more in in action. No. And but we're like a little bit. Um, let's say we feel that we really like. Uh, look from absolutely everyone and it's like no 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 one at the end no one will save you no one will no worries then it's like just thinking yourself and if you've got uh, good luck and you've got a good staff members to support yourself and between yours uh, between you and everything go for it yeah how difficult and how do you implement a possession-based style at the lower leagues with the time with the players, the level of the players, and the level of the pitches? Before, um, or mainly when I arrived to, to England, I think that I realized that that was the main problem because probably the age of the players and the age of the players um, were, uh, was related to um, their formation. Then it was something difficult to try to explain them. First, also, let me say that as a Spanish, and also born in Barcelona, then I've got a problem because everyone thinks that uh, no, everyone thinks that Christian will coach uh, the famous tiki taka profile, blah blah blah, and run those boxes everywhere. And it's like no, no. Uh, Christian tries to coach and tries to get performance to score more goals than the opponent to try to win. Then for me, the possession is a weapon, is a tool that I use for this target. But uh, for teams that they've not been working in this way, then, like I said before, uh, with this kind of players, I was lucky enough that the players were completely like, we're ready for whatever you you ask. But anyway, in terms of um, basics, 
about body shape and everything, we struggle with our center backs. Uh, then it's like, well, I remember also, like, it's like the goalkeeper just opened to one of our center halves and uh, he had a great diagonal uh, long pass and he was using it, not being pressed. Then it's like being completely alone. And then my question was like, why you don't travel, no? And then it's like face someone and before to provoke a one-per-one situation, a one-per-one in our own half, is when you will realize that you're attracting someone, let's see what happens. Uh, he said to me that that was the first time that uh, he was thinking something about this, about the game. Then at the beginning, I was like really pissed off because it was like, uh, you know, it's like that's, that's against me. But as a coach, when I when I arrived home, I was thinking like, that's great. His answer was great anyway, because he, he's an honest, honest one. And also because, you know, it gives me a lot of options to, to work with him and with uh, with all the players. Then uh, it was difficult. But um, I think, let me say, Gary, that it's less difficult every time because it's then it's like the power of social media and also social platforms and the video platforms and everything. It's almost, and we've got football every day on screen. Then it's like, I think that all players have access to. Then probably... Uh, they don't have access to practice on it, but now their ears are completely full of listening concepts like this, then we're not as new as we were before, and I think it makes our uh, work slightly easier in this uh, way, then it's like our words, our terminology is not like a, like a completely new one. But in terms of practice, of course, uh, it was like... Um, I remember that I saw a really huge difference between a player uh, of 19 years or a player of 36, but because the formation that they are having, this 19 years old player is being probably more close to new methodology and listening new things or, or uh, you know, then it's like it gets, at the end, you get used as a, as a player, as a human, to what is more trend than... Is something natural. It was difficult, but uh, like, like I said, probably the, the, the worst was to try to translate the message that is like, we're using this to provoke something, to create spaces, to provoke spaces, to split the opponent team, because if the, if the opponent team is not really well worked in low levels, at least here in England, um, it's much more easy in one way just to try to uh, provoke them uh, with uh, some stuff but also their own anarchy makes that your defensive shape, it's like, it's explosion, it's a bomb. You don't know never because they are really anar uh, anarchic and then you don't know never, but you, they don't have any structure. Then it's like, you can have your defensive structure, but then it's like, it's not working because the opponent team is like, you know, they are completely, then it was difficult, but uh, they understood at the end uh, that, like I said, I just want to convince everyone and, uh, how I understand that uh, the the possession game is not as a game. Then it's like the possession game is 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 a way just to play football. And to play football, we cannot remember that what we want is if you're playing competitive football, you want to win. And to win, it means to score more uh, more uh, goals than the opponent. Then it's like I'm a little bit uh, again. Um, it's one of the points now that I'm trying just to clarify much more you know it's like possession is okay if you've got the players also 
um, I mean, if you've got players that uh, you know that with less possession, let's put a case, no, like Atletico de Madrid. If you've got get great players out of uh, that, they they are not not they are not comfortable. They are probably their profile are a highest uh, standard profile out of possession, and they win games and they score more goals than the opponent. And it's like no, they just. Uh, uh, get rid from the last uh, uh, Champions League uh, champions from last season, uh, like Liverpool. No, then it's like, is it something wrong? One, the other way is like you could like less or more. That's fine. No, that's about uh, likes. Then it's like I'm not, I'm not going to judge anyone. But uh, it's a lot and it's uh, it's really well done. You're getting high performance from the players that you have. That's the target for any coach. We're going to take our second and final break here to tell you about the aluminum folding Dynamo Goal from Bounce Athletics. The world's most portable and durable small-sided goal, weighing only 19 pounds, takes only 5 seconds to set up or fold flat. The Dynamo Goal is utilised by the entire North American soccer spectrum, from rec programmes to MLS clubs, to create a dynamic small-sided training and game environment. Available in 3x5 and 4x6 size, the Dynamo Goal requires no staking, so it is perfect on all training surfaces. Net customization is also available for those programs looking to create an even more professional training environment. The goals start at only $257 per goal with free shipping, and Modern Soccer Coach listeners can get a $50 discount on their order when they use the offer code MODERN, not case sensitive, at checkout. Visit www.dynamogoal.com for more details. How much is enjoyment and fun uh, at the senior level? We talk about it a lot at the young level, at the youth level. How much at the senior level do you still have to plan the session and make sure that the players yeah, enjoy every aspect of it? Basic. I would say basic. But, uh, but also, I, I don't find this difficult honestly if you involve always the game at the end the game is for us the, the funny thing the joy thing the competition no it's like for us is the moment then as more as you implement the game into your uh, session into your structure into your methodology as more um contextual you do everything and more close to the game let's say not close to the game let's say as more game you include in your activities I think that the players will enjoy from the from the very first minute, and you can work everything related to the game. And again, I work a lot of things out of the game. Uh, I mean, in a, in isolated uh, activities or with uh, automatisms with patterns. There's nothing wrong. I believe in some stuff that uh, it worked for me uh, well, and I think it could be working. And then it's like I'm sure that I will uh, learn more. But uh, but yeah. Let me say that as a progression, as a coach, uh, I'm much more close to the game now than uh, I was uh, 15, 10 years ago also. I mean, at the end, you, you just think in, in how you want to implement all your ideas, how to develop your game model, thinking on the game. Because at the end, you're looking, on, you're looking just to, to get Saturday or Sunday's competition and, and win, no? That's the game. And the player finds really enjoyable the game, no? Any game, I mean, but then it's like we're talking about football, then it's like as more as 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 more far we are from football in our training sessions, more boring is and uh, and less enjoyable. And then is when you said 
can we do this more? And it's like, it's when probably we start to introduce a lot of um, cohesive uh, or ludic games or whatever, not just because, well, after that we will do some patterns, we, then it's like, just try to connect everything that you're doing with the game and you will not need to do I had I had so much fun on, on when we organized the trainings and everything and yeah that, there's days for everyone if you're I'm sure that if you're coaching five days uh, per week six you know at the end it's like but at the end if you're playing games I remember when I was a child I was playing games every day and uh, you know for me it was the best moment of, uh, of the day my breaks and just someone was throwing a ball and we were like and we were not playing football we were playing a game because that was not football that was like uh, something crazy but then it's like like i said you you want to play a game when when someone is inviting you to play a game you're like well let's go no and then you you feel like your feelings and everything then um yeah i would say that i i never found this difficult sometimes then it's like and that's probably also a, a source of uh of conflicts and a source of but we want to do um probably sometimes the nicest activity with a lot of uh, input with a lot and then it's like and it's really far from the game and it's like the activity is really nice the task is really nice the exercise is like as a coach is like really well done but you can see that the players is like let's see when when we finish this um you need to deal with this also sometimes you need it's also i think it's part of uh, team management of course of uh, human behavior management let's say but uh yeah, just uh, game as more as possible. Game, 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 game. Question was asked yesterday. How detailed should your game model be? Because sometimes young coaches are thinking that the more you, you cover every base, the more you run the risk then of creating robots. How do you, I suppose, balance between getting a bit of structure and then that freedom and that flexibility for players? I split in two. I split uh, the one thing that you need to do, uh, the one the, the, the game model that you need to develop in your office as a coach could be and should be as detailed as you want. Then it's like, if you want just to, um, if you talk about uh, meso, uh, macro, meso, micro principles, you know, it's like micro cycles, things like go for it. If you use uh, tactical periodization, if you, whatever, whatever the plan, whatever the, the structure you want to use, then it's like, if you're going to go to detail and then split in five moments or split into plus the transitions, um, then go, you know, it's like, that's fine. The problem, I think that the success of a coach comes when you try to translate everything, when you try to cook all these, all these pieces and all these details, you need to cook it and put it on a on a plate for the players to, to have lunch, you know, or to have dinner. And then you know that the plate should be with uh, some carbs, some protein and some good fat and also a number of calories, no more than this, you know. Then it's like, that's probably um, the best thing. Then I would say, I used to develop a really um, game model, uh, detailed game models for me. And then it's like, and what will happen when we will play against this, 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 and in a low structure, in a high structure, in a medium structure, and with a score one nil, with a one nil down, with a, all scenarios that this game allows. The other thing is, like I said, about the players, we cannot be, sometimes I get, sometimes I get lost now with my age. I stop sometimes to read and to listen because I get lost uh, 
as a Spanish, as a Latin also, we've got a problem that is terminology. I think that the English uh, language hasn't got all the terminology that we've got in Spanish. Probably for the same action, we can say and we can use plenty of verbs and, and then it's like that's not helping us as a coaches and that's not helping the players to identify but also it looks like I said we're selling trendy stuff like this is new no and it's like no this is not new then it's like uh, why we talk about the third man when it appears the fourth and the fifth you know it's like no it will be always the third then no from if you always go back from an action then it's like I had a lot of arguments about this because we want to sell so many books or so many videos or I don't know what and then it's like look uh, I mean it's it's I think it's worse because it's going against us it's we've got plenty of terminology we need to be really clear you need to you, you need to use a, a terminology for yourself and then with this terminology bring to the players and then explain them how to read the game and then it's like how to read how to understand the game and how we're going to work just thinking on how to read how to um, how to develop and then to make your own decisions down there but then it's like should be the same word, the same idea. Then it's like, and like I said, like a pill. Then it's like we cannot go just uh, with our pockets full of stuff because the player is like the player. If you want that, they that's like school. Then it's like if one day in school they are gonna throw me everything. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get probably one thing from one hundred. Why in a football coach environment, why in a football training environment, we're trying like to say in an exercise, I set up this activity and then it's like, yeah, uh, positive transition, a lot of rules, negative transitions, two touches, and then, uh, you know, bidirectional, and then it's like superiority, uh, superiorical uh, numerity. And it's like, bah, 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 bah. And it's like, as a player, it's like, I want to play, I want to enjoy. And it's like, give me few rules, and then it's like, and I want to go for it. Then it's like, why? Then, uh, I don't know. You need to, like I said, as a coach, you've got one behind the sense that uh, as a, let's say, as a, as a student of the game, as a, then it's like, I've got a lot of things. And still today, now I'm, I'm obsessed uh, mainly with the spaces, you know, understanding the game as a spaces and a, a game of spaces and a game of mistakes. I'm really like, my brain is uh, going for it. But I never will explain to a player in a training way, just linking what my thoughts, you know, I think it's completely two different, two different uh, ways of, um, when I was managing uh, an academy, um, I explained to all coaches, and I think that that's useful for young coaches also, you've got a motorway, no, with uh, three different lanes, and then it's like the, 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 the cars are the players, then your game model is this uh, big motorway, and you need to realize that you will have players that will go on the left, that will go on the center lane or on the right lane. And then some players will go quicker than others. Uh, some players will go slower. Then as a coach, what you need to manage is that no one have a crash, never a crash between them, nor a crash outside. You want all the co all the cars inside the motorway, you know, and at the end to arrive everyone at the same point, no? Then uh, that's a little bit just to kind of to do, to do the, sum the, the summary of, uh, of a game model. It's like... Really, I don't believe in a, in a 300 game model book to develop on a, on, on a team. If you don't know how to do this, then it's like I would be more happy with a three sheets um, game model and really concrete, really, you know, uh, into detail. But we will do this, this, this. And if everything is well done and everything is well worked and it works, uh, then develop. And then next step, like a B plan, a C plan or something like this. But... Uh, 
yeah, I think I explained a little bit uh, these two different sides no, of the game model. It's difficult for me sometimes. No, brilliant, brilliant. Um, okay, we're nearly out of time. I wanted to ask you about kind of your study in the game there. You mentioned your obsession at the minute with spaces. How are you getting information on that? Is it, is it reading? Is it watching? Is it listening? Give us some clues. Absolutely everything. Like I said, social media, it has made that uh, everyone could have uh, really uh, connections with absolutely everyone everywhere at, at any time. Then um, that's true that I become really much more selective uh, in terms of reading uh, because then it's like, I remember when I started, not so many books of football were sold. And now uh, I think that we've got football books for almost everything and, you know, and, and every detail. Then I think that uh, you should be really selective because at the end, if you get a lot of information, a lot of information, but you don't filter at the end, it's like, like I said before, probably they are, they are saying the same. You're reading something that is the same, but with different words. And uh, you need to build yourself as a coach and you need to use your own vocabulary and then you need to use your own terminology and your own verbs then it's like if like i said if you want to call it free man instead of third man then happy with and stick with if you know how to explain this to me or to any player then that that's that's the word no that you know the meaning of of each concept then uh, i used to read a lot and i'm reading a lot um i'm much more probably into articles than uh, into books if you know the right people also and then it's like if you follow them uh, in any social network, if you have good luck also just to interact with them, uh, I think it's really worth, no? Um, now with this uh, COVID uh, situation, I'm realizing a lot of uh, e-books and tasks and, and activities. And uh, the other day, I was, I'm sometimes like a kind of a hater because it was like, oh, uh, honestly, then it's like, that's fine to share, it's fine, but take it as a source, as a something that you can think about, create your own concerns, and then develop your own identity. You need to build your own coach. You need to build yourself as a coach. You need to feel, to work. You need to um, you need to make yourself. And then it's not helping to copy paste. And uh, and reading a, a friend from Spain, Alex Cotto, he was saying like, um, this activity is being built and done for these players at this level, at this stage, at this moment. It doesn't mean that it will work for your uh, under under uh, 11th team in this level. You know, then it's like it's and we're looking probably for the same target. And it's like uh, the formation is not the same, the level is not the same. You know, it's a lot of different. The people is not the same, the players are not the same. Then it's like and the person behind the play is completely different. And it's like we need to stop this. To share is okay, uh, but like I said, just to build uh, ourselves into reading we've got again the same problem now probably uh, have become about the podcast and we've got a lot of podcasts and it's like we need to be really selective and then it's like uh, if you follow someone if you know then it's like go for it stick with it and then start to listen and then it's like and from an hour conversation probably i said a lot of rubbish but then if you can take few ideas it will be okay it will be good enough then it's like that's the point then it's like not anyone has the the football truth about everything nor me then it's like uh, just take a few ideas and, uh, and about this. Today, uh, if uh, someone wants, have access to almost everything. The basic that I don't want to close uh, without forgetting this is uh, watch football. As more football as, as you watch, and uh, and not in a quantity uh, side into a quality way. Then it's like if you can watch one way one game sorry in a quality way, uh, just observing patterns, movements, roles, interactions, and 
trying to question yourself like this is work this is not work if you can just then investigate the team that you're watching and it's like if you can have interaction with a player with any member of the staff and it's like that's movement that's uh, how you work how if you can make a visit that's that's like a pyramid no but the main thing is about the game as more game as you can watch and can understand and can help also to make yourself ideas and to build the big puzzle that as a coaches we are uh I think that it's probably the best that you can do. Wow, what a way to finish it. Christian, thank you so much. This was Gary, great. It's been a pleasure. Yes, yeah, sorry, because I, I spoke a lot and about the game and I'm and I, like I'm not coaching. I'm like, you know, like a like a like a saucepan boiling boiling, and then it's like when someone opened the, the lid, it's like boof. Thanks so much to Christian for his time and his insight there. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Yeah, two big takeaways for me. Firstly, that piece about comfort zones and almost disrupting yourself. I posted something this morning about the Chicago Bulls documentary last night and I think problem with the way cultures are perceived today in social media and by certain messaging and culture books is that, hey, it's just as easy as getting like-minded people together. Everyone moves in the same direction and, hey you should get to the destination but it doesn't work that way there are way too many variables in play there's way too much pressure and the higher the level goes up you know, the the more difficult people are to manage because they necessarily don't want to be managed so the leadership style and how it is complemented by people around is is so fascinating but i i enjoyed that aspect where christian is saying provoke an earthquake and, and just disrupting the environment. And that's not to go in every day and do it, but to move away from this collective, everyone is happy, everyone is content, is everyone okay? Because if that is the way the culture is shaped, then the culture is defined not by performance or not by growth. The culture is then defined by, by how content everyone is. And that's not what makes successful culture. So I thought that was great. I also enjoyed the piece on the game models where he used the motorway analogy and, and people not crashing into one another and you know maybe we don't need a 45-page PowerPoint to, to get through our points of what, what tactical model we want to play. Sometimes there is very, very high value to simplicity, um, especially with the levels that we're working at as well and taking things into consideration. So a lot to think of there. Really enjoy that. A man that's very, very passionate, not just about the game, but also about the, the art of coaching and the way to get information across and the way to learn about ourselves. And I thought it was fantastic. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on it, of course, at Gary Kernin on Instagram, at Gary Kernin on Twitter. Again, please take yourself over to the Modern Soccer Coach website. And if you want to support what we're doing, please take yourself over to the shop, purchase a book or a webinar, or maybe both. would be very much appreciated. Thanks so much and stay safe. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Kerneen on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.